People often search for kind things to say when they meet me. I think they sense my eagerness to please. Maybe they can even see my tail wag. My mother says, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. My father is often lost for words, and spends a lot of time on the other side of the planet. Here in the shadows, lying on my side in bed, I'm sixteen again. I watch the line of my body curving out and in like a violin, but if you look properly, you'll see it's only my hip bones that stick out like mad. I really look like a starving cow in a drought. When Jeremy falls asleep with me, he slings his leg into that hollow of my waist and snuggles up. I love that. I pretend he's my baby, my little calf. At least I used to. Now I can't bear to think about it. It's late, and I'm tired. My eyes ache. I can't sleep. My skin is tingling with nerves. Outside it looks so peaceful. The house lies in fields of silence, the neat lawns and careful gardens threaded together with moonlight. It won't last, though. Moonlight changes the world for a while, but it's like a magician who only does illusions, not transformations. When it moves on, the moon leaves nothing behind. The sun would give you a warm spot. If you really want to know, I've divided the human race into stars and moons ever since I began reading the sky. It's a tidy and satisfying system, one you can rely on. Before that, I classified people in another way, herbivores and carnivores. I was a herbivore, of course. Moons usually are. Anyway, the thing that I'd like you to consider is, if you're a moon like me, you won't make your own light. You'll borrow it. You'll go in for a lot of appeasement gestures, like smiling too much and wagging your tail. And it was being a borrower that got me into all this trouble in the first place. Some people have photographic memories. They can tell you the colour of their baby blanket the prize they won in kindergarten. Those people could tell you the date, too, of any personal event, as if it were etched there in the top corner of each memory frame. I can't. I remember only feelings and smells. Once, when I was little, we went on a holiday to a farm. I sat down in the chicken yard to talk to the hens. I got chicken manure all over my skirt. The stink was enough to make you pass out. When I ran into the kitchen crying, everyone laughed. Oh, you smell foul, they crowed, radiant with their own wit. I remember nothing about the pony rides, or the cow called days I was supposed to have milked so happily. Since then, whenever I smell garden fertiliser, I blush like a mad woman. It's a defect in my character, this feeling memory. You can't really tell feelings. Imagine someone recounting a long anecdote, without place, setting or time. Just, I felt this, I felt that, but I don't know when. It's like being lost in a landscape with no signposts. I have a mountain of other defects as well, which you will discover if you continue with this. For instance, I read constantly, even at the dinner table. My mother says it's rude, not a good example for Jeremy. It's also unhygienic as pages get stuck together with sore spots.
but I like to expand my general knowledge. I pick up a lot of interesting facts through reading. It's a side effect, like the rampant fungal growth that occurs with antibiotics. Did you know, for instance, that a bulldozer is as heavy as 707-year-old children? Such facts provide a kind of social glue. You can bring them out whenever there's a gap in conversation. But astronomical facts are the best. They are in a class of their own. They enlarge the perimeter of your life, sweeping you away, past the dinner table, above the arguments and the silences and the washing up. They signpost the way to other worlds you might want to live in. In another twenty years, if I'm still alive, I'll want to remember this sixteenth year properly, the way other people remember, not just the feelings and smells. I'm writing this while it's still clear. I'll put in my own signpost.